listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Thanks for the download. If you like what us hear, what you hear, hit us up at patreon.com slash 9to5cc. It's the best website to give people money. Um, I mean, I guess except for charities. This is the 9to5 Entertainment System. What do we talk about, Scott? Hospital cards. Uh-oh. We talk about the storybook mosquito, the Mandalorian, Gravity Falls, the live-action version of Lady and the Tramp, Will Ferrell on Saturday Night Live, Disney Plus, and The Last Jedi. Then we hit up some random video game banter for a real long time. Hollow Knight, Baldur's Gate, World of Warcraft, The Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup, Mario Kart, iOS, Rocket League, Fortnite, and Why Miss Kicks. And we wrap it up with a good old round of pop. This is a life hack. If you're listening to the 90s, you don't need to have uh, a hospital card. Anyway, enjoy the show. But I mean, maybe it's a good reminder for listeners to. <laughs> this is a public service announcement from your good friends at 90s. If you need to do anything at the hospital, <laughs> have your hospital card. <laughs> and if you don't have it, go to the place where you get your hospital card mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Don't wait in line for an hour and then say, "I don't have my hospital card, but I have a, I have a picture of." What if it. my leg is broken? I have assigned... And I don't have my hospital card. The first thing the clerk in emergency does when they triage you is make you a hospital card. First So, you, so wait, you can do it for me? I don't have to go down to room C-17? Only if your leg is broken. <laughs> One, I'm not in emergency. Because uh-huh. they have... Those are two departments that make hospital cards. Admitting mm-hmm. and emergency registration. Yeah. Neat. I think the astute listener will detect the tension in Scott's voice that is the result of us teasing him about... If I work at a hospital, and when I ask someone for a hospital card, it happens... Ten times a week, I'm met with disdainful disbelief. How but, dare you ask me for this thing I do not have? Right. And I can only imagine what they're like when they get pulled over for speeding and try to show the cop a no, picture no, no. of their driver's license. It's because the person, in that in that situation, the person is like, no, this is serious. You know, I need to have a thing. They don't think that your hospital is serious enough to deserve a card separate from the, hosp- the, the Medicare card that they already have. I get more guff of it for it at the hospital than I ever did in all the years I worked at Blockbuster. Huh. What, for asking people for their driver's license? No, asking people for their Blockbuster card. Oh, yeah, uh, sure, I've got that here. <laughs> yeah, but I think the reason... People who forget their Blockbuster card would walk into the video store before they even started browsing and be like, I forgot my card, what can I do? And just there and print them out a new card. Right, and... right, right. It's just that people do not have the expectation to need a specific card for the hospital. They think that I have my, my provincial Medicare card yeah. and they should be able to access my file and give me all my information based on that. That's where the anger comes from. It's the... It's the, the but it comes the from expectation. It's just, I think just, it, it comes only from... comes from Keith walking around telling everyone you don't need a hospital card. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not saying you don't need a hospital card. I'm saying that they give you one for free every time you go. So if you have the time, just go get a new card and <laughs> sign up. Also true. But like, don't go to your clinic appointment. Wait for an hour. Yeah, that's crazy. Walk yeah. past at least three signs that say make your hospital card at admitting. Yeah. And then say, oh, I don't have one. I thought it would be fine. What? Yeah. What I feel is... Like, there's no signs that say, it's fine if you don't have your hospital card. While there are lots of signs that say, hospital card mandatory, obligatory. What's what's the expiration date on a hospital card? Your Medicare card. Oh. Yeah, because I think that's the problem is that I don't go to hospitals. And ideally, of course, you're you're mailing and contact information. Like, if you move, you should get a new hospital card. Mm -hmm. If you get a new phone number, you should get a new hospital card. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if anything happens when you're in the hospital and they need to contact you for a critical result, yeah. 
Like, hey, Keith, you have syphilis. So what you're saying is that I'm being extra cautious by getting a hospital card every time I go. (laughs) Yes, I might be. I'm just saying. But they can cure that. A quick little hit of antibiotics. No Hey, Keith, your blood gas is is dangerously low. So what you're saying is that my method of getting a hospital card every time I go to the hospital is probably the safest because they're always getting the most up-to-date info on me. Just fucking do it first and I don't care. That's what I'm saying. This do, is great, guys. So I do do it first. Last week, I went out to a show uh-huh. at uh, the Musée des Beaux-Arts, and I highly recommend that both of you do it as well. So this is like a secret show. Or not a secret show. This is just like a, this is like a great date. So, um, Going to the museum? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry, it was not the museum. It was the Place des Arts. Oh. So um, you sit down in the thing. There, there's like seven or eight little dioramas that are set up on the stage. This mm-hmm. was at Saint himself, so the smaller, smaller stage. A, a diorama? Dioramas. Like, is it min- miniature? Yeah, it's like miniatures. Okay. Okay. And then... Um, it's the, cool for ants. You, well, like puppets. Okay. So then puppeteers come out. All right, there's like seven seven main puppeteers, and I think there's one or two techies who are helping them work the dioramas. Okay. Okay. Every diorama has a camera set up in front of it. Mm-hmm. So you're watching the film that they are producing, right, that's being filmed through the cameras at the dioramas where they're all puppets. So you have like two puppeteers who are doing one diorama, and then the other two are like setting up over there on the other side, and then right. the, the other guy is working the other thing. But then on the big screen in the middle that you see, it is, it's like the movie that these guys are making. And then like in a scene in the movie, you know, somebody's running the puppet. That, so they have like one shot of a puppet running down the street with the street there, and then it'll cut to... Um, a puppeteer holding shoes on his hands and like pants on his arms and doing like a running thing to give you like the image of the puppet looking at his feet as he's running. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the whole thing is scored by Kid Koala doing his usual, you know, scratchy, zippy kind of mm-hmm. old timey music. Yeah, it was delightful, and it was like a little little romantic puppet story. That seems like super key for you and your lady on a fact I mean, that she has like. Uh, a re- like a relationship with Kid Koala yep. and puppetry. Yeah, pre- pretty amazing. <laughs> and she hadn't even heard of this show. And I went to see it on opening night. And we actually, like, at, at the end of the show, we got to go backstage and check out the puppets and talk to mm-hmm. talk to the puppeteers who were. Because she actually, like, knew one of the girls who worked on the show. Oh. I thought you were going to say, and get to talk to the puppets. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like Werner Herzog. Yeah. Yeah. Like Werner Herzog. You've heard of this, about this with the, the Baby Yoda thing, John? No. I was I, like, I, I aggressively did not look at anything Baby Yoda related. I, don't, I, I know that it's Disney propaganda. I don't give a shit. It's all fake. <laughs> He's so angry. Miss Baby Yoda. He's so cute. So apparently during the first episode, um, John Favreau was taking the puppet out of a couple scenes uh, with the expectation of filming it. Um, without scenes. the puppet there, okay, so he could get the lighting set up if they needed to do a CG version right. of this puppet. And Warner Herzog witnessed this and came over and yelled at John Favreau and called him a fucking coward. Wow! And insisted that the puppet be put back. And then I why was actor. Hold on, hold on, why was Warner Herzog on set? Because he's, in the, he's in the show. Really? Yeah. Cool. And uh, later on in the series, he shares a scene with the puppet and began to converse <laughs> with it and give it acting notes. But also, Werner Herzog freaking out gets, everyone else gets super angry that they're trying to move the puppet when he has yet to film a scene with the puppet. He's like, nor is he in a scene with the puppet. He's like, no, the puppet remains on set. And then later, when he has the puppet there, he's like, maybe you could try it a little bit like this, <laughs> like giving it acting notes. I mean, uh-huh. dude, I have no beefs with any of no, that. No, I love I feel, it. It's if great. There's any, if there's any little part of you that just like loves Star Wars, just man, keep the puppets around. Just like. Like, I would be like, if I was in a scene in Jabba's Palace, or whatever, even if Jabba's not in it, I'd be like, this scene is, my immersion is much more robust if the big Jabba puppet 
is over there. Uh-huh. And I, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much creature, I think. And I don't know. Maybe there's, like, an authenticity that, like, brings it to the performance. Because, like, the prequels were hot garbage because there was nothing on set with them, right? It was just, like... A guy in a green suit with a Jar Jar Bink mask on, or whatever. Yeah, like Jake Allen and Hayden Christensen were doomed from the start. Yeah, like when you look, kids who had nothing to look at. When yeah, when you look at those, act. like yeah, when you look at like the production shots of the prequels, and it's all green screen, and there's nothing to like anger. They're like, talk to the tennis ball, and that will be Watto. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, that's gotta suck. I mean, like I understand you're not gonna have like a CG, like a a bug man flying around talking to you, but I feel that there's something to be gained as an actor to at least have a visual representation of the thing that's supposed to be occupying that space. Especially... That a, looks like the thing. As especially a, a relatively inexperienced actor. Like Werner Herzog? Well, more like <laughs> Hayden Christensen or, or Jake Lloyd. Yeah. And uh, plus, as, as weird as the puppets are, like, it's very Star Wars, and that's kind of the Mandalorian's thing. Like, they could do it slicker, and they could do it better, but... Mm. Is it any good? I love it. Yeah. Apparently fantastic. I have yet to watch any of mm-hmm. it. But... Uh, the John Favreau has written a very Star Wars script without it being the Force Awakens um, with, well, Easter eggy pantomime like Well the like thing I the pandering thing... to the, 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 the super fans. Yeah. What it does in that way that like I caught, it's like the weird um, edit wipes mm-hmm. were very much a new hope looking. Mm-hmm. And like it felt just right and having puppets and aliens and you know physical costumes be in mm-hmm. in the bars that was what i wanted to yeah. give it that feel of star wars yeah so last episode you talked about the first episode now you're you're more into it um, i finished all four that are out all four that are out and uh, episode four is gina crano in it and she's also one of my favorites who is she again? former mma fighter mm-hmm. uh former american gladiator and turned uh, actress. She was in the movie Haywire, which mm-hmm. was I talked about before we started the list. Mm. Like a Jason Bourne movie, but starring a female lead. 2015. <laughs> um, because she's a former MMA fighter, all her fight sequences look really good. Because <laughs> she knows how to throw a punch and a hip toss and mm-hmm. does a little bit more stunt work than so some of the I've other. heard of The Mandalorian, that it has the feeling of someone who wanted to make a Star Wars story, but without the oversight of absolutely everything that you see in this needs to be directly tied into canon and whatever, where you're just sort of like, it has the feeling, the mo- supposedly, and again, you can confirm, sure. it has the most feeling of anything that they've done so far that is like, this is Star Wars, without like ironclad ties to the original three movies kind of thing. Like, without like, you know what I mean? Like, they were like, does that make sense? Is that true? It is to the first three Star Wars movies what Daredevil was to the Marvel movies. Some stuff happened in Avengers mm-hmm. and this this is also happening right after that. Yeah. So like so, Daredevil mentions the incident in New York. So it's not like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where you're like and this is what Captain America was talking about in the movie. No. Yeah. He's a bounty hunter in It happens to wear Mandalorian army. Because he's a Mandalorian. Um, what does that even mean? They're all just clones of Jango Fett. No, Mandalorians. Those are stormtroopers, aren't they? Yeah. Clone troopers. Clone troopers. Mm. Mandalorians are like uh, a tribe of people that have kind of a weird combat religion based around their armor and code of honor. Like the Predators. It's called Tarasgazi, right? Tarasgazi. Mm, sure. 
I'm not the biggest. Star I don't know. Wars I remember it was Masters of the Terrorist was on like a really, <laughs> real bad fighting game. It was not really bad. No, it was, it really, was really good. It was really games. good. I mean, it was dumb and yeah. it was broken. I mean, but it, it was, was really it, good. <laughs> it was, there's two characters with lightsabers, and it's okay if you play with them. <laughs> and you could throw the lightsaber. <laughs> and if you were playing with any of the other two, any of the characters who did not wield lightsabers, the lightsabers would kill you. <laughs> it was like unless yeah. you were playing Luke versus Vader, it was a dumb game. There's another one that had a lightsaber. Uh, maybe there was another the uh, one they created character. for the game oh yeah. anyway Terrace Kazi hang on anyways yeah um, and I think the it, Mandalorian it armor is supposed Jedi. to make you force resistant too I think they're, they're, that's like a big thing that the, the Mandalorians fought with Jedi and, and the, the armor is is a, a key component of the plot of yeah the okay show. I'm sorry go ahead um, well yeah because so have you heard of the art of the Terrace Kazi it was designed to counter the Jedi so um doesn't really say that it was necessarily the Mandalorians that were like super into it, okay. but yeah, the Tereskazi was supposed to be a uh, oh in the Finnish language Tereskazi means steel hand. Hmm. But yeah, so that was it. It was yeah, it was supposed to be a fighting style to fight the. It was developed by the elite Praetorian guards. It was developed by a Sith Lord hmm. who taught it to Dryden Voss. That's no, Tereskazi. Has nothing to do with the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the show hey. happens. The show is set five years after Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Death Star is down. The rebellion are chasing the Galactic Empire around. Stormtroopers are still there. Loyalists to the Empire are still there, but it's kind of all over the place. Hmm. And it's fun. It's like light and fluffy and action movie fun. Man, I'm so scared, Scott, because you watch Arrow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. I they did. They, the I'm, I'm aware did. of what I'm getting into with Arrow and and uh, okay. Supergirl, and I would, while I like Supergirl a whole lot and I like Flash a lot, I would not recommend those shows to you guys because right. I don't think you would like them. Yeah, and I think The Mandalorian does hit that original trilogy vibe. Huh. That's a that's that... a tall order right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I get that I'm more inclined to forgive flaws and things in fandoms that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But I'll say this, the only person I've heard who said anything negative about The Mandalorian has been Breadbox, who was against it on concept. Oh, well, that sucks. And uh, he was like, I don't agree with the fact that there's no major female characters in the first episode, so I refuse to watch. Holy shit. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay, then. That's Okay. Like, episode four has Gina Crano in it, and she kicks a lot of ass, and that's pretty amazing, but it would make no sense if you skip the next two episodes. <laughs> this is like, it's... Hey, yeah, if that's, that's a deal-breaker for you, that's that's yeah. fine. So, incidentally, they, they were... Mandalorians did fight the Jedi pretty frequently, and that's how they fell into service of the Empire. And then the Mandalorians went into hiding, followed the Empire's great purge of the Mandalorians upon the rise of the New Republic. After the fall of the Empire and the rise of the New Republic. It kind of makes sense. The Mandalorians in the show are underground. Yeah. They're there. They're recognized as Mandalorians, but they're not all over the place. Hmm. So, like, but was Jango Fett a Mandalorian? I don't think so. Maybe he Boba j- I thought he just was. had their armor. How is Boba Fett was? Boba Fett was also a clone of him. Yeah. That's established. No, he cloned Boba himself Fett was... as a little kid. Yeah. So that means he's Jango. It's... The Mandalorians are not a race. They absolutely are a race. No. Oh. Mandalorians were a distinct human-glazed people who originated from the planet Mandalore. They're a race. Um, maybe not after the purge, then. They might just take people in. Because mm. the show gives you the definite impression that they are not. They are more of a... 
Well, it might just be it might just be people from Mandalore. But the thing is, though, is that they're 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 once again they're the classic classifications of like human. Or yeah. whatever, right? So you can be like a Tatooineist, but you're a human. Mm. Like they're not they're not another they're not a race in the oh, sense no, no. that like wouldn't be Tatooinean? <clears throat> Tatooinean? Well Do you know what I mean? Main, like they're the main human. character like the main character in the show was taken in by the Mandalorians and he mm-hmm. is a Mandalorian. Okay. So That's very strange. Because the well, thing is Disney don't give no fuck. Yeah. It's it's yeah. more they like even have their own language. Mandoa. It's more like um the way that it's presented in the show, it's more like Ninja Clan. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, where's the woman DeLorean? His, his huh? direct master yeah. is a woman. Oh. Yeah. Take that, Breadbox. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the one he reports to mm-hmm. after each mission is, is, is a woman. Oh, wait, so there's like a whole mission system either, too? Well, he's a bounty hunter, so he just takes his bounty and brings it back to the Mandalorian tribe. To, like, the crew. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. He's not like blowing it all. Is there up anything else on Disney Plus that's uh, making it awesome? Are you Gravity are you Falls? Happy with it? Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. The movie? No, it's a TV no, show. No, it's a TV, TV show. show. And I talked about it a little bit. I was watching it with my kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I started looking for great cartoons of the last ten years, um, every list had Adventure Time. This show. And this person worked on Gravity Falls. This show, and you might recognize the showrunner because they also were a writer on Gravity Falls. And I was right. like, I should probably check this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gravity Falls kicks ass. Yeah. Explain. Um, there is a town called Gravity Falls which is in the Pacific Oregon. Northwest. Mm-hmm. And it is spooky, kind of like Erie, Indiana. Oh, I love that show. And yeah. two kids go to live with their uncle who mm-hmm. runs a mystery shack. And the mystery shack it's is... It's kind of like f- Tannis for kids. Very much. <laughs> and and also, very weird at certain times. Like, sometimes they'll visit the Haunted Depener mm-hmm. with uh, the older teenagers as they're trying to fit in, but then the ghosts that haunt the Depener savagely murder everyone. What? Like, viciously and violently. Is it a kid's show? Or... Yep. It's not so... okay with kids. It's like it's for teens. Like, early teens. It's like, like tweens and teens. Yeah, like there's okay. like yeah, there's like mortal danger is is throw, gets thrown into the mix a lot. Right. Like, and then everything kind of writes itself at the end of of the episodes too, so it mm-hmm. doesn't leave you in like a totally shook manner at the end. Right. Uh, Archer freaking loves it mm-hmm. uh, enough for him to watch a bunch of episodes without me one day and got me really mad. <laughs> nice. I have to play catch up now. <laughs> you got to tell him. You know it's over too, right? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, the two knows. seasons. Like the showrunner was just like, I just, I don't want it to like stretch on forever and all that stuff. So be like Archer, buddy, you're burning, you gotta, you're, you gotta, you're burning the goods, kid. <laughs> <You don't laughs> There's care. no more. You don't care. But it's it's really good. Like I I enjoy <laughs> watching it, and I'm I am playing catch up now with my kid, so I can mm. do that. And I'm doing that in my own time. It's it's fun. It's gorgeous looking. It's weird. Some episodes are are cutesy, spooky. Some are like, man, that's that's messed up, spooky. Huh. And. uh I think it's worth yeah, it. I dig it. What I'm thinking what else so it's created by Mr. Alexander Robert Hirsch, who's thirty four years old, so younger than all of us. Let's mm-hmm. see what he's accomplished in his time. <laughs> Let's not <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has an un- uncredited writing credit on Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Cool. Um, that that was his movie stuff. But yeah, he's worked on Gravity Halls, The Marvelous Adventures of Flapjack, worked on Phineas and Ferb, worked on Rick and Morty. Uh, so not much. Yeah, you know, just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those things. Hey, there's new Rick and Morty episodes, aren't there? Did really? Watch them? No I feel way. Like, 
Or there either are some, or there's like they're, they're on their way. They're on their way. Yeah, there was like a. I saw like an announcement. I figured that you would have watched. No, I'm. I, I haven't been. Uh, yeah, so I, I haven't seen any. I haven't heard a whisper from it. I too picked up Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and I watched mm-hmm. the live-action Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> wow, how was that? It's great. It's really awesome. There was enough dog noises that my dog kept watching the TV, which was it's an experience of its own. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's also kind of fun to watch and try to figure which one is the CG dog and which one's the real dog. It's like eighty-five percent CG dog because there's like a lot of like moving and talking yeah. and stuff. But yeah, it's like yeah. it's very weird, and they're getting really close. To making it almost imperceptible. Yep. It's really the eyes. Like, it's, <clears throat> you can almost immediately tell when it's the real dog that there's like a life in the <laughs> eyes that is not there. But I'm not saying that it's like weird, uncanny valley, like, ah, this dog is making me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You're just sort of like, oh, that's a CG dog. Yeah. And oh, that's a, that's a real dog. And just like certain movements that are not there. But yeah, I mean, it's Lady and the Tramp. It's pretty much exactly shot for shot. <laughs> They've done that with like the majority of the catalog now, no? Yeah, because they're, they're, a lot of they're burning through them. Well, it makes money. Like, it makes so much money. Like, the Lion King remake was a billion dollars. Really? Yeah, dude. And, and again, that's, like, shot for shot. And the yeah. Lady in the Tramp thing is just that they threw Didn't it. Elton John come out and say he hated the music in it? Or he was, like, disappointed <laughs> with it? Maybe. Yeah. So what what was it so far? It was Lion King, Aladdin. Oh, dude, there's so much more than yeah. that. Beauty Lion, and the Beast. But uh, there's Jungle also Book. the, like, second-tier Disney things that are yeah, all getting yeah, them. Yeah. That Jungle like. Book, 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Um, have they done a Snow White? No. no. Yeah, they did. They did it. It was what's her name? Um, from uh, Twilight. That was Snow White. That was Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh, you're right. Not a Disney remake. Little Mermaid's coming out. Mm-hmm. Disney live action movies. <laughs> oh God, no! That's not. That's the wrong list. Oh yeah, yeah they did like Dumbo. Oh yeah. Fucking movie that did not need to be remade. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see the worst, the worst Disney animated feature of all time, and they decided that one needs to be. That was the worst. Absolutely, really. Animated feature, yeah. Song of the South is in a fully animated feature. <laughs> <laughs> it's animated vignettes in a live action. We talked about this last week. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a full animated <clears throat> feature. Um, yeah, they did Alice Dumbo's, in Wonderland. Dumbo's absolutely the worst. All right, Alice in Wonderland. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That was the one that started it all. Yeah. Well, no, the one that the one that started it all started it all was the Jungle Book when they redid the Jungle Book with uh, that was '94. Remember when they like there was the live action Jungle Book? With, was that like, Disney though? I don't think. Yes, it was 100% Disney. I'm looking at it right here. Yeah, with Disney. Disney, 1904. Then 101 Dalmatians, mm-hmm. 1996. Then Alice in Wonderland was the kickback. I don't. Remember. I don't that remember that, that one either. Was the one that made like mm-hmm. 900 million dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Then Maleficent, Cinderella. Then they redid the Jungle Book again. <laughs> I mean, another they, live action they probably have a schedule that is, you know, like how many times are they going to get to remake these? Mm-hmm. Like how long do they have to wait? Is it 10 years? No idea. Might be that long. Maybe not even. Upcoming, they're redoing Mulan. <clears throat> that comes out in March. Yeah. Oh, that the, the star of Mulan got in all kinds of trouble saying that the people in Hong Kong should totally support their government and not riot. Yep. Oh. <clears throat> but oh no. And, and Disney PR was like, look. She lives in China. Her family lives in China. Yeah. Uh, not look too deeply into her politics, all right? She's, sometimes you just got to say what you got to say. And I was like, are, are you saying that as Disney? They're like, no, 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 no. People are saying that. <laughs> <laughs> here, here are links to news sources. Yeah. <laughs> They're redoing Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Problematic? Question mark. There's dwarves. Hmm. I wonder how that's going to play out. <laughs> oh, man. I was watching... Uh, Oh man, no! They have to be magical dwarves. They can't be 
Oh, definitely. Human, they can't just be a little bit. They, they did. Oh, my goodness. I watched. There was Saturday, Will Ferrell was on the Thanksgiving Saturday Night Live uh, episode. Mm-hmm. And there was like, <laughs> there was a number of like <laughs> very strange sketches that I feel that just like Will Ferrell has like, I guess like the comedy clout to do it. Like there's a bunch of people pretending to be Native Americans, including Will Ferrell. <laughs> and then like he stops and he's like, hey, America, it's me, Will Ferrell. And I can recognize that there are a number of problems with this sketch. <laughs> it's just like white people pretending to be Native Americans. What is this, 2014? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just, I was like, it was so But then they had one, uh, they did another like uh, Wizard of Oz thing when he was just sort of like, Dorothy wakes up and he's like, oh, like I had like the weirdest dream. And like, and you were there and you were there. Like and you were a lion and you were the scarecrow and you were the tin man. And then like, a little person, Will Ferrell, like walks up and he's like, "And who was I?" And they're just sort of like, "Oh, yeah, you were in the dream too. Was I a doctor in the dream too?" No. <laughs> what was I? A lawyer? <laughs> just like, like all these like little people just like keep walking in. They're like, "Was I an educator?" And like, was this? And like, no, you were all just. We called you Munchkins. <laughs> and he's like, "How are we dressed? With dignity?" <laughs> they're like. <laughs> like She's like, uh, like it's great, but yeah, it's like if they redo Wizard of Oz, man, it's just it's super weird. Mm-hmm. Just take the little people, you no. dress them up, seven call them another race. Seven, at least the Munchkins are another race. The seven dwarves are dwarves. That's true. <clears throat> do tiptoes them, or do hire actual <laughs> little people? And mm-hmm. either way, it's it's pretty terrible. Oh, but right, but are the are the dwarves dwarves, or are they little people in Snow White? Right, it's unclear. It's because, unclear because mm-hmm. they have big, long beards and they work in the mines. They could be magical dwarves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They mine gems like dwarves do in Dungeons and Dragons. But if they're like another race, it's okay because then you can put like Elijah Wood in there, like a hobbit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, look, see, he doesn't need to be a little person. He's wearing a little person face, <laughs> hobbit face. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Yeah, that's it's, what I'm saying. Do you tiptoes them? Eh? I don't know. I feel that. I guess. But they're also. I mean, I guess dwarves in D and D aren't inherently magic either, right? Like, <laughs> no, they're like, I think they're actually anti-magic. Yeah, traditionally, but like, but they, but they forge things. I, I meant become. like magical fantasy. Yeah, no, but that, that's not, what I'm saying. But it's like, but at no dwarves. point in time, there nobody in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves like casts a spell. Like, there's no like Doc doesn't do a healing spell. He's no. a doctor. No, no. <laughs> like, you he's know, not even. He's just the smart. He has a little medicine bag for a, for a for a dwarf. He's a miner. They work in the mines. Hi ho. Yeah, but doesn't he also? I thought he had a little medical bag so then he could like tend to the mining wounds. Be like, oh, you skinned your knee doing mining. Do you think it's a ripoff of the Tolkien dwarves? There's seven dwarves in the in the Hobbit, right? Is no, there isn't. There's five. There's, there's five dwarf rings, right? It's one human ring. No, no, no. But like characters, or is it eleven? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. Might be seven. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs came out like in the. It's contemporary the fiction. Yeah. Snow White. When was, yeah, when was it even written? When was original? Yeah. The film came out in 1937. Man, hmm. that looks so good. Well, I mean, yeah, it's the first Disney animated feature. Like, it's showing off their magic, their, their skills. The hmm. Walt Disney Studios kicking things up a notch after making silly cartoons for a little bit. Right, but wasn't it rotoscoping? Not not the same as rotoscoping, but like they had an actress who did the dance, and they drew over <laughs> cells with her. Yeah, but then they animated all that. Like, and and but I mean, then okay, animated, but, no, it's but, not no, like... but only like the dancing and part like that. Like, plenty of it was not. It's not like every scene. It was just like scenes with like a lot. No, of but like everything that she was in. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, so the uh, the Brothers Grimm put their final revision on it in 1854. So okay, like so, so Tolkien probably took the yeah. Tolkien ripped off the Brothers Grimm. Uh, but yeah, um, no, I mean, I don't know. Disney Plus, they, I, see. yeah, uh, had 15? the same kind of thing. Or seven? Uh, yeah, I think it's seven, eight, eight, something, something like you, that. You're the ones paying it. I don't know. Well, I have a bundle. Yeah. <laughs> I have the Canadian version. Yeah, it's like right. eight or nine bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fine. My only complaint is that Marissa really wanted to get it, and I was mm-hmm. like, "But we have." all of the Disney movies because we have a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. So suddenly getting access to like Toy Story and the Fox and the Hound is not super revolutionary for me because I have, you know, the 70 Disney Pixar hmm. Marvel movies on DVD. DVD. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, no joke. I have Darkwing Duck season one, two, and three on DVD. I have... <laughs> You know, Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. I have all that stuff already. Yeah, so yeah. it was like a weird So what decision. did you get with it? I don't, know, I don't know. I guess there's like a couple of Edge movies that you were interested in. Riss was very interested in just having it there. Mm-hmm. And Archer knows how to use Yeah, there's the like an accessibility here. thing. Of, yeah. You know, like yeah. the movies are high up on a shelf in a file folder called Daddy's Movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. That that folder is just my uh sweeting all the movies myself i think uh, be kind rewind yeah i also love that it's so it's so funny because uh, a lot of the stuff that netflix owns the rights to is up there on disney plus mm-hmm. yep. and you're like oh i want to watch this movie and they're like good news this movie's coming uh, in may 2020 when we get the <laughs> rights back <laughs> i was like right you have to be like gathering it all up did you guys see that um there's like a web video of like it's like bob netflix talks to like dave disney or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like hey man he's like i like I kind of want to talk about this whole streaming situation. And they're like, oh, they're like, Bob, like, thanks so much for your proof of concept. <laughs> like, we thought we had a good thing with Marvel and whatever. And, like, we finished, uh, we finished like, the Clone Wars cartoon series. No, 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 no. We're going to finish the Clone Wars series. No, no, no. Like, we, we finished it. Everybody enjoyed the ending. Well, we're making another season. <laughs> Just yeah. Like, yeah, it's super weird. And, uh, I mean, yeah, they're going to try to own all of media, I suppose. That's what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the Netflix guy was just sort of like, well, well, we just hired uh, Benioff and Weiss to develop a show, and they're like those idiots that ruined Game of Thrones, and then we fired from Star Wars. Good job, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, I man, because they got creative difference. They got they had a lot of trouble at the end of uh, Game of Thrones. Well, People were lost pretty Star pissed, Wars, yeah. right? Like they were they were on tap to have their own trilogy. Like of something, and they got fired. Well, and they had creative, creative difference. differences, Woo. and so now they don't have a Star Wars trilogy. So they're doing the much better thing of developing a Netflix original series. Hmm. Do you which, know who's do- taking over the Star Wars? I don't know. No? It was, I mean, so uh, is it uh, Bob Iger? I think runs Disney or whatever. Mm-hmm. So apparently, they're 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 after the last Skywalker. They're uh, officially they're like they're taking their foot off the gas mm-hmm. on Star Wars. They they were like we've had like certain decline in quality and there was like it's possibly from our aggressive thing and like we need Mm. to like we're not like stopping the franchise but apparently a lot of disney projects got canned Mm. and it wasn't like and it wasn't necessarily like episode the vader movie got canceled right like that was supposed to be a solo they were gonna do a whole vader movie there's that and solo were like the one-two punch and a yoda movie too i think whatever at one point that would be horrible yeah yeah 
Yeah, so what a Vader movie. We know everything about him. He's already had his own movies. Three of them. Like his they origin, did not work. His origin story is like fully documented. And mm-hmm. then like the coolest thing he did in the middle between episode three and four is now fully documented in Rogue One. And then the rest of his story is fully documented in the movie. Like what are you going to do with Vader? Like, yep. Like there's such a small amount of – like other than him – other than – and at least anything we do – Other than him like – Murdering people. Yeah, taking over the <laughs> Empire. You're just sort of like, wow, I watch this movie and it's a huge bummer. It's just Vader doing murders. And like uh, it would be so bad because you know that for some reason <clears throat> they would have to like – a la Han shoots first, whatever. They'd have to be like – but make sure that like Vader always stays a little good inside. Mm-hmm. So they'd have to like always have him like – being a little good and not being the worst, but I'm like, no, but by episode miserable. four, he's supposed to be the worst. And that was the best part of Rogue One. Yeah. was him showing up and being the worst. If I'm going to give the reins to anyone to make a trilogy, give it to the Russo brothers. They made, I think, but again, they made four Avengers movies that were all... Yeah, but do you want one of those with Star Wars characters? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I do not. I don't. No. But it would still make a billion dollars. Right, yeah. Well, but that and that was supposedly the uh, the, but the Benioff Weiss trilogy was supposed to kind of be uh, an a la John Favreau Mandalorian deal. Like it wasn't supposed to be necessarily the a, like a numbered episode ten. It was supposed to be yeah, like, yeah no something aside. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would still to, give it to the Russo brothers. I don't know, man. I feel that if you give it to the Russo brothers, you're just asking for just a mega blockbuster. Like if you want to, I don't know. If they're gonna do stuff, do stuff that's a little more interesting. I don't know. Who cares? Knights of- I, I do not. I think we're Knights, talking. Give it to the Russos. Make them do a Knights of Ren thing, and you're fine. I don't know. I'm. I for one, I'm excited that Star Wars will end with Last Skywalker. I don't know. Like Rogue I guess, Squadron. That could be a good movie. I, there's stuff that they can do in Star Wars, and Mandalorian is certainly, I guess, the, the hype on it, and I'm eventually will watch it. It's certainly like, I guess, building up my. Did you watch it with Sarah the first episode? I haven't watched any Mandalorian oh, yet. Watch it with Sarah then. I will. Because I, Baby Yoda is really cute. I know. Baby Yoda might be my inroad to get Sarah to watch a Star Wars thing. Because she's <laughs> like, Baby Yoda is so cute. <laughs> but yeah. I, but it, it worked with Josh and Jordana. Yeah. She was like, you have to wait for me to watch all of these now because he's so cute. And Josh was like, oh. Oh, no. I made a huge damn mistake. It. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's it. Like, I don't Like, it's just they've done such a good, such a good job. Like, such a job of, like, just making everything so, like, gray on, like, both the Marvel movies and the Star Wars movies that I'm like, yeah, until people are, like, something like The Mandalorian has my interest because people are saying, like, it's different a little bit. And I'm like, neat, I'll check that out. But, I mean, like, I can't even imagine a world where I go see The Last Skywalker in theaters unless it's, like, in January and there's nothing else in theaters or something. Like, it would be it would be like a last-minute, like, Saturday. Uh, that, that's happened to me, too. I'm out. I'm like, I just, in, in, unless people tell me that it's insanely amazing, I'm, I'm not even going to bother. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I can't, like, the only reason, the only reason I even saw, uh, and I'm, I enjoyed whatever the second one was. The Last Jedi. That's right. <laughs> I enjoyed The Last Jedi, and the only reason we, I ended up watching it in theaters was because we were down in Florida, and it was a movie at a drive-in, and we just like to go to drive-in movies mm-hmm. for the drive-in movie mm-hmm. experience. It could have been anything. <laughs> like it would just—it happened to have been Star Wars. I otherwise—I mean, I was going to go see the, the Last Jedi, no matter what. Mostly because one of my favorite filmmakers was making a Star Wars movie. What a tragedy! I know it had nothing that I liked about his movies in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's Apparently, Knives Out is really, really fun. I know everyone's saying it's it's outstanding, and I'm just itching to go see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, me too. But yeah, exactly. I, I think it, it looks like he was like, oh yeah. That stuff, you know. 
Why did I blank? Weird, bizarre. Name? Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I was like Ryan Singer, and I was like, nope. Weird, weird, bizarre dialogue is what I excel at, and I should probably have strange Get people say strange things. I think that that was, even though I enjoy the Last Jedi, the the fact that like Ryan Johnson made the Last Jedi, and it still came out so like bland that I was like, oh, okay, this is just a movie of twelve like rich people or whatever who make the movie now like you know like it's it's like there's a committee star wars is written by a committee of market research and whatever else that i'm like yeah it doesn't get to be interesting that's i don't know that that's 100 percent true i it said at the thing written and directed by rian johnson Hmm. i mean you know (laughs) there it is yeah uh, he gets the writer credit but i mean it's like how you you, but that's just like that you have the writing credit right like an episode of a tv show is written by someone yeah. then if you know how tv shows I mean, work there's that, a writer's room you know like he could also be getting paid to fall on on the sword you know for it and i mean as and well. then there's there's also when a producer no i mean i'm sure disney was fine with the last jedi and also made yeah, no, but, 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 like, but when the producer has a note and stuff mm. and you have to adapt the producer's note he doesn't get a writing credit you know but he's paying for the movie I, you, you it, it might have made a bunch of money but it did not make the kind of money that they were expecting and like if all of star wars right is being toned toned down now so the last couple they they're thinking are failures yeah well solo was like absolutely considered a failure yeah uh and rightly so and last jedi was considered underperformed and then uh so it was yeah it was written and directed rian johnson and the like george lucas got a writer credit because it's characters based on yeah but it's just it's just johnson and and lucas yeah it doesn't make any sense. His his other movies are way smarter than that turned out. Yeah, to but that's be. what I'm saying. But like, and and he probably did write the, the like con- concept, the concept know? of it. But then like how things play out, what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. It's all by committee and all that stuff. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like, it's just like like what do you call it? The like the the, the long night thing from Game of Thrones, where the writer and the director. Of like, so we, I don't know you haven't watched last. I still season. haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in the last season, the episode that everybody well, I mean, they shit on a lot of it. But yeah. one of the episodes that they shit on is the long night where they like it's the super long combat scene where they find the night and nobody game. dies. Exactly. Yeah. But both apparently both the writer and the director were like, "Yo, you know what? Are really pe- people on edge? If we just so like Jorah Mormont dies and in the fight. Yeah. And like, but like right at the end of the episode, okay. they were like both." The writer of the show and the director of it were like, what if he eats it in the first five seconds? Yeah. Like, He's going to die. This doesn't change your storyline. If we can put it at the top, everybody's going to be like, oh, man, main characters are dying. And then you, you buy that like hour of like suspense because you just took out a main character, right. not at the end. And we and Benioff were like, no, you can't do that because of – like so. But they didn't write that episode, but they told the writer and director – you don't get to do that because of our plans. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm saying there's there's got to be that to the like nth degree on a Star Wars. I'm thing. sure. I'm like, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like you have to write, but it's like yeah. yeah you, like anyway, let's talk about something other than <laughs> fucking Star Wars, please. What's on your mind, buddy? I don't know. I like I said. Like I said, I, I I didn't didn't bring a whole bunch of stuff. I'm what just been playing lately. I don't know. So Baldur's Gate. Huh? Uh, I'm playing through it again. It's like once every couple of years. I feel I feel like the urge to go back to it. It's kind of sad that there has not been a better D and D game in the last 25 years, mm-hmm. 20 years. Torment, Planescape. I mean, yes, yes, but but like the for the pure D and D experience, Torment is like a very unique beast that no D and D game is really going mm. to get to. For the like putting on swords and running around, killing stuff and taking their treasure. But are the I mean, uh, I 
guess the Elder Scroll games aren't really D and D based, or like no, and and the Elder Scroll games have been declining dramatically in depth since the Elder Scrolls two. Okay, and I, I would say three is probably at the sweet spot. Maybe even three was a little more complicated than two, but like mm-hmm. four and five have been very, very, very much dumbed down, mm-hmm. and um, they're uh, they have not aged super well. If you yeah. ask me, yeah. are both games still like A plus? Yep. I downloaded Diablo three. and yeah. I haven't really gotten into it. Yet. Yeah. But I hear that in multiplayer it's super fun. Or like, it's like like to get into the hack and slash like grindo. That's it. If you're that's like it. three four dudes being like yeah. How do you play it on the PlayStation? Yeah. No shit. Yeah yeah. There's a uh, there's like some version on the PlayStation yeah. that has that's like stable and has all the patches and all that crap. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, me Andrew and Pat we haven't really gotten into it yet. Yep. We did Gauntlet. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> Gauntlet is also like pure hack and slash. Yeah. Just, just run through. And then we're like. Hey. So like after all the Blizzard controversy, you were like, maybe I want to get into this. No, we had already we already had Diablo three. We were just like we just started playing. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I already purchased Diablo three. I don't know if I would do it again. <laughs> Did you? No one played Classic, eh? I'm sure you didn't even like. What do you mean? Radar, are you like WoW Classic when you? Uh, no, I'm never. Did anyone go. contact you? No. Okay. Contact me? Why? Yeah. What do you mean? Okay, from like, the guild? Yeah, yeah. No. Because apparently, because that happened with Andrew's guild. Yeah. Like it was like hey, guys. getting the team back together. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of them had kept in touch. Right. Like separately. Like yeah, they. I don't know. I uh, I never stayed that that much in touch with them. So mm-hmm. I, it's been it's been a really long time. But there's been a couple of MMOs that I've downloaded and like thought about getting into, and I play it for a couple seconds, and I just like I can feel the samey bullshit of, of yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and I just it turns me off so much. It's hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to say it's hard just like in with games. Yeah. In general. <laughs> like like when you're just like you load up a game and you're like oh this is like the new version of that and it's just like a skin and like it pains me to say that I haven't been able like the NHL games <laughs> I mean I haven't bought an NHL game in years like like it, it's for that same reason I'm like I, I the NHL game I played the most this year is still 2007 up at the cottage <laughs> like you know I'm like cause yeah. it's an NHL game but yeah like I I downloaded uh, last Christmas I downloaded uh, the new Far Cry Mm-hmm. A game, a Game of Thrones, God of War, and Hollow Knight, and I played Hollow Knight first, mm-hmm. played it to death. That was great, A plus. Yeah, it, yeah. it like blew my mind and was just like, you, you got, you beat it or I beat it, it and I, I got a whole lot of stuff done. I never finished the like Angel Tower, um, and I never finished um, the Ultra Hard Boss, but I did the level before. Right, so you did, you did Grim, but not Nightmare Grim. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Nightmare Grim's so good. But yeah, so then you never did God's End or whatever the heck it is, or I got to it because there's the tower, which is the platforming, the, okay. the impossible platforming section. But then there's a weird boss rush God thing over oh. in the sewers that okay. you can access through, like to, to, like the realm of the ancients and stuff. I, I went in there, looked around, and I didn't. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I that, but that that's like that's forget about it, hard. Yeah. Like that that's like boss rushes of where every boss in the game has like a pumped up version of itself, and you need to fight. 12 of them in a row and the last one is a pumped up version of Nightmare Grimm so it's like a pumped up version what? of a pumped up version of, of an already difficult boss That's and crazy. you have to beat 11 bosses and then him like even Andrew was like no yeah. <laughs> like just I, I'm not doing this this is not even like there's the right level of challenge which is where you're like I understand why I'm dying and I can feel a place to get better and then there's the like to get better will involve like months Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I'm like, I do not have that time. But anyway, but yeah, I've never, I haven't even played the God of War. It's been now a year that I've had it. And everybody mm-hmm. tells me it's amazing. And I've booted it up like five or six times, but I'm like, it just seems a lot like a, a very good action game, 
You know, yeah. like just like that generic like you have a weapon and you have skill points and you put it up and it, like it doesn't even respond also as like arcadey as the God of War games usually do. Like it's hmm. it's sort of like anchored in like more realism where you're like I need to parry and like I can fight one guy at a time. I can't right. just like spin around and like take on a hundred people. Doesn't sound very God of War, more like Man of War. I guess so, but like yeah. he's chilling, right? He's chilling in Norse mythology. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean I think the Norse myths are like maybe a little more grounded than the Greek ones. I mean, who knows? So I'm I'm one race away from becoming the when you're when you're getting good at dungeon crawl, you get you can get little titles. And we're talking about stone soup, dungeon crawl, stone soup. Yeah, yeah, you can you can get little titles if you if you achieve certain achievos. The very mm-hmm. first achievo that you can get is beating the game with every race. Okay. Okay. So that's called great race. Mm-hmm. I am one race away from getting that. Mm-hmm. And how many people on the planet have it? Probably not more than a th- couple thousand. Huh. It's pretty limited. It's a very small number. Considering that the player base is monstrous, right? No, like, no, no, no. I mean, it, it... I mean, Reddit would lead me to believe that every gamer is gaming on it, at least or has Dungeon played it sometimes. Crawl? Yeah, everybody always talks about DCCS. DCSS? Uh, of the roguelike community, yes. Yeah. It's the, it's the biggest of the roguelikes, or like among the best of the roguelikes. But so I maybe still, not active players, but I'm saying yeah. like lifetime players has got to be very high. Yeah, uh, the highest. But like roguelikes in general are not that, not that popular. Anyway, so one race away, the race that I have yet to do it with is... is Po- the, um, the people who are really good say that it's not the hardest, but I don't know. I'm having a really bad time with it. Is you play a cat, a kitten, mm-hmm. so you run around and you cannot wield armor or weapons or um, use most equipment. Fine. Yeah. That was like in Resident Evil Two. Yep. Yeah. When there was like the hidden levels where you played as tofu, a big giant bar of tofu, uh-huh. and he squeaked <laughs> when he ran. He's like squeak, 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 and he had like extra healing items, but a knife. <clears throat> and then right. you had to play like Resident Evil <laughs> with a knife. <laughs> So it was very difficult. Huh. It was also great because he was, like, white. But then as he, like, ran and squeaked, he got, like... Uh, Dirt? He, he started sweating and turning red because he was, like, cooking, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> he was flushed. Yeah. But that's it. But he made the most... Like, and he, he's just, like, literally, like, a man-sized bar of tofu. Kind of, like, totters as mm-hmm. he runs around. Yeah. You've been mysteriously silent during video game banter. I mean, aside from... Mario Kart iOS. I haven't been playing anything too too new. Mm-hmm. That game is still kicks ass. It's so fun, and and five minutes. I had a great good. disappointment in video games today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On Cyber Monday, yeah. No, so in Rocket League, <clears throat> uh, the most recent season ended, and I only managed to get seven out of the ten prerequisite wins at diamond level. So I could not get my You're diamond. out of thing. diamond. I, well, I could only ever, like, creep up into diamond, maybe win one or two, and then get, like, bounced back down into platinum. Yep. And I was like... And, like, the whole entire experience, like, like turned me off even, like, rankings and stuff. Like, it was just, like... It was so frustrating because I was like, what is it? What am, I'm like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was like, there was... It's so, like, fleeting, the reward, where you're like... I remember, like, go, getting my plat one and being like, wow! felt so good. Mm-hmm. I can stop playing Rocket League. This is as good as I'm ever going to get. But then I got a lot better at Rocket League, and then I made it up to Plat 3, and then I was like, well, now I'm in Plat 3. I need to like get to Diamond. And then I just like started cusping Diamond. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get the 10 wins. Missed the season deadline, so I don't get the, the Diamond reward and all that. And then I'm like, what the hell even? Ranking games. <laughs> I don't know. Like... You know, like you're yep. like, and it, you're, I'm still like as good as that is. Like, uh, I think like Plat Three Division Four or whatever. If you look at the the player spread, makes me somewhere in like the top fifteen to twenty percent of all Rocket League players, mm-hmm. which is like inarguably good. It has like a very active player base or whatever. And I could say I think I'm good at Rocket League, 
But then if you're not like grand champion or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like I mean, like you probably had that in LOL where That's you're like exactly the same you're like thing, yeah, yeah, I'm very good at League of Legends. <laughs> I'm not good enough for it to matter in any way. Nope. So why am I playing this game so much? Well, you know, you're CS. playing to have fun. CS. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then I would take my 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 clan and we'd be like, let's challenge these guys. These guys are, you know, in the rankings and tournament players and we'd get wiped out so fast. I'm just like, yeah. well, thank you very much for showing us where we stand. <laughs> I'm like, I, I played that game three hours a night, six nights a week yeah. for two years with the same players. And we're all on voice <clears> chats <throat> and we're all, yep. yeah. yeah. Well, so, I mean, like, I mean, I'm not saying I would like quit playing Rocket League altogether, but I mean, like, also don't forget Keith, that at your age now, mm-hmm. Your your eyes and your hands are not going to get you there. Oh man! They also you're, all... you're old enough now that you can't be the best. I am. I also will say that uh, it was the first time that I experienced like a slump. Like, where I'm always like, man, it's so weird that when like hockey players get bad for like a month, mm-hmm. and like this happened to me in Rocket League, where I was like, it's so like it was the like Rocket League is it's just it's all reaction time and really quick decision making and stuff and as soon as like you get in like in your own head and you're like you're off by like a split second and you make like the poor choice of like you're like i can either back check or i can like attack the ball and if you hesitate between either you have now done neither done neither and and it's over like you're just like you are now out of position and stuff and it's just like that gets in your head and then that like expands longer and then i was like missing basic shots and stuff and like i dropped like i tanked my ranking really low about a month ago and then like like even almost back down to gold, I got back up to mm-hmm. three. Hooray! But it was like it was such a weird experience of like to be like cognizant of being like off. You got to get up and walk away. Yeah, it's like it's the only way. But then there was like, the season was ending, and I wanted that diamond reward, <laughs> which was which was probably its own like something extra stress, extra stress in the yeah. back of my head. So I wasn't like. But that whole like, like I always make jokes when I'm watching hockey players where you know they got gripping the stick too tight. I was like holding the controller too tight. <laughs> like. Gotta get loose, get back to the fundamentals, get back to my game. <laughs> like, How's the community? Like, if you're on a slump and you're, you're fucking things up, do they yell at you? Uh, depends. Yeah. Like, it, it really, like, honestly, like, there, I mean, there's obviously toxic players, like, whatever. Like, I have, like, it's funny because, like, in quick chat, you can, uh, like, it does predictive text. Mm-hmm. So if you, like, type a sentence and you start typing the first word of the sentence, it'll, like, automatically predict. So, like, I have, like, a sentence where I would just sort of, like, especially when people are getting, like, shitty and I was just sort of, like, Man, I just had a really long day at work, and I just want us to all have fun playing Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> and like, usually people are like, "Oh, buddy, have a beer." And, like, like it usually like chills people out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, everybody's like so quick to like get angry. Like, yeah. I was reading this article. I think it was on I don't know, like Joystick or Kotaku, whatever. Where they were just sort of like, "Listen, you're in the right rank. Like, of like whatever game you're playing, this is where you're supposed to be. If you were better than that." You would quickly get out of it. Yeah. Like, you are in the correct rank, and you might be able to, like, move up incrementally within that rank. But, like, you can't be like, I'm only losing because of my teammates. No, no, no. You have the same skill <laughs> as your teammates. That's why you're in that rank. Yeah. Uh, Does anyone else think it's weird that Ninja is a celebrity now? Ninja. What, like, from the Fortnite Fortnite? Uh, No, the Fortnite player i don't know i don't is. think it, i mean he's like a millionaire i mean i think that's yeah. i think that we were about like people are paying media attention to him sort yeah, of but i mean but it was inevitable right like mm. i mean like i don't think that that's like a so in a world where we've already had like social media stars for no reason like like someone who actually is good at a thing you see he got in trouble with the nfl what did he do <laughs> he, he went to a game and he, he, he hopped on twitter and was like 
why do NFL teams put up with kickers that miss field goals at all? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't get it. You have one job. Kick the ball straight. They should have this down Papa now. I mean, kickers have a pretty good percentage, don't they? Usually. I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, there's like, there's like 12 300-pound guys running at you when you're trying to kick the ball straight. Yeah. It's a small difference. And 100,000 people screaming at you and whatever else. Like, there's... <clears throat> 10 million people watching at home. Yeah. Ready yeah. to tweet a, tweet your name out if you miss it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I mean, why right, children? Why miss, why miss kicks? <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I love that was the... Didn't they do that? Like, it was a football team or a base basketball team or whatever that... that had the like oh yeah and it was like was someone like a kicker missed like was by all accounts like a very easy uh-huh. field goal or whatever and like people just exploded all over him whatever so the team was just sort of like anyway so this saturday like december 6th like come on down to the field and like take a number and see if you can make that kick man <laughs> it, was <just laughs> yes. like, it was just like they just had a bunch of people yeah. just missing kicks and everything and like, yeah see like whatever like before you yell at this guy <laughs> like like some people made it, but like yeah, it's it seems like it's an easy thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can get mad at. I mean, like yeah. Well, yeah, I guess hockey like is I feel the like probably the worst for that because you have a goalie who no matter how bad the team plays, the goalie let it in. You could have made that save, and you're like, yeah, but what about all the events that led up to the seven missed plays? How the that, how that shot the even got out? Yes. Defenseman lying on his stomach, ten feet away from you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like, oh no, like a pass, like right through the slot, and yeah. you expect it to go like post to post, but still six feet sliding across while you're on skates, wearing armor. <laughs> like, and you're like, why didn't you get there faster? It's hard, man. Mm-hmm. Tips, that, deflections in hockey. That skill blows my mind. And then, and it it blows my mind that goalies can sometimes <clears throat> still stop them. Yep. Right? You have a puck coming at you at 100, 100 miles, miles an, hour, an hour, and then another guy like taps it, so then it changes direction really quick, and then you're still like, and you mm-hmm. kick it. Like in baseball, hitting a 100 mile an hour fastball, you are very good at it if you do it one in three times. Yeah. You're like, people love you for that. Yeah, like now imagine there's an infielder there just ready to tip it so it drops a foot. <laughs> Just before you There's just a guy with a little stick. <laughs> like, in the strike tone just, like, moves. <laughs> it's a broom, like, curling. Yeah, exactly. That shit is nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, but Carey Price sucks now, so trade him. Does he? <laughs> the I mean, yeah, he bad. does. Well, the Habs suck real bad. I thought this was a good season. No, yeah. it was never going to be a good season. It's so they They've were lost seven, eight in a row. Eight in a row now. Yeah. Which is the longest and loss against, streak in and almost eight years. very bad teams. Like, in those eight are awful teams. So. What happens? What, well, I mean, what's two going on? Two of our players, one of our stars and one of our like supporting cast members, got hurt. Okay, is one of those price or is he? No. No. Oh no, a second and a third line winger both got hurt. I mean, Drain plays is almost a top line winger, almost on the almost, Habs. Yeah, on the Habs, not on a lot of other teams, but like Drain was definitely a, a certainly a missing piece. And uh, then the like, I don't know. He's just... he's not the one who would prevent them letting in eight goals. No, we don't have defensemen. Uh, like we're missing three to four of them. Um. <laughs> Considering the team has six, right? We do not have like a high. This caliber. is all injuries. No, we just do not have a good defensive core. Huh? And it's like, and it's by it's like this is what I said at the beginning of the season. It's by design. Like, are they tanking the season for a draft? They really should be because if, the draft next year is in Montreal, and the number one prospect is a French-speaking yeah. Quebecois boy. Huh. Do it. You got to get get below Detroit. <laughs> but yeah. Oof. 
Detroit only, Dude. Detroit only has like 16 points in like almost <clears throat> 30 games. Jesus. Trade, trade them some of the players for, for nothing so you can boost them up and tank. Yeah. Well, that's it. But And, and everyone's like, oh, it's like a time to trade price. And I'm like, to who? No I'm, one has the cap space for, for 10 years. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, and I don't, again, like even. Ottawa would take him for Bobby Ryan. Uh, We'd have to just sit there and deal with that. But how long is Bobby Ryan on the Also for a really long time. For 10 years? <laughs> it's so weird. But yeah, that's it. It's they're, they're, and, and they're not interested in making a, def- and making a competitive team because they're $7 million under the cap. So right. if you're that far under the cap, you're not putting together a competitive team. So like whatever your team is doing, it's not winning a Stanley Cup. You do not win a Stanley Cup. Seven million dollars. What are the they cap. doing with the money? Is is that like part of a strategy? I don't get it. I mean, isn't this so? The franchise is it gives you flexibility, but it's been three years in a row they've been under the cap and they've never used that flexibility. Yeah, hmm. the only the argument for it is not to win cups, but it's that there's a lot of young players who are getting substantial NHL minutes. That if you sign a veteran player, you would give that veteran player those NHL minutes. So it's like they're okay. using the team to develop young players in the NHL instead of the AHL. But the thing is that every year you do that, you're losing a year of pro star Carey Price being right. the world's best goalie. You know, so it's like it's. I'm sure there's graphs and charts and things to try to justify it. But like, if your team is not up against the cap in an when you're the second or third most profitable team in the league. You're, you're not really trying. You're not trying that hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just setting up the argument in 10 years. Carey Price and Shea Weber enter their first year of eligibility for the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And all the sports writers will be like, sure, they were very good, but they never won a cup. But Matt Sundin made it. <laughs> yeah, but that's always going to be the argument. Yeah. It's going to be there. Yeah, it sucks. But, I mean, but in a 31-league team about to be 32, more and more people are never going to win a Stanley Cup. It's a hard trophy to win. Sure. Like... Like that was why you know, I was really happy when the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup two years ago, because I was like, "You need to demonstrate that if you have an Alexander Ovechkin, you can win a Stanley Cup with an Alex Ovechkin." Like, because what's the point of having an Alex Ovechkin if he can't win you a cup? Mm-hmm. Like, if he's not a strong, if, he, if a superstar is not a sturdy enough piece to build a team around, then what is even the point of the Stanley Cup? Like, you know, like a star player should be at least a, a valuable enough anchor. To make a team. Would you leave Carey Price unprotected? In a... In the Seattle... Like in a lottery? Expansion? No, the Seattle expansion draft. Oh, yeah, so an expansion lottery. Or expansion yeah. draft. Uh, I, think you have to, I think you have to take him. Like, because he has a no-move contract. Does he have a no-move? I'm sure I he don't does. think he does. I'm getting a phone call. I feel like... He, I'm not sure he does in the amount of money that the, was was given to him that he has on no move. Huh, that's weird. But I'm saying, I don't know, maybe? Right? <laughs> it really... <laughs> right? Then you do end up losing him for nothing, but you also end up losing that contract. But that's it. Like, so, But I had this conversation with uh, a good old friend, Matt Hum, um, who was talking about... He's like, but cap only exists as a negative if you're up against the cap, you know, like your, your salary cap only is a bad thing if you're up against the cap. So you're like, so he's like, I don't believe that Carrie price. If Car- we trade Carrie price and have $16 million of space on the cap, 
we'll do anything with it because we haven't done anything when we had $10 million on the cap. You know, so it's like... That's the weird thing. Like, why aren't you eating bad contracts to pick up picks and right? prospects? Right, like, why didn't we get in on that Marlowe deal? Like, you know... Well, I mean, because Toronto, Montreal... I, but... I'm a... Yeah, whatever. We took, they took Plex off us for a couple seconds for a hot minute. But yeah, the, but... the Montreal Canadiens have two no-trade clause contracts. Mm-hmm. Alsner and Sherratt. <laughs> Carl Alsner. And they have no movement clauses for Petrie and Price, which means they have like a... But I think you still need to use... Then you need to use one of your protection picks. If there's any limitations on the contract, I believe you need to... You're like obligated to use one of your uh, your protection pieces. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, no, I mean... I, you like, do they, do they flurry it? No, if, I mean, if, but they, you can't flurry because there was Johnson, like, you know, like they had a, Matt Murray, Murray, why did I say Johnson? But yeah, they had Matt Murray, like there was a, there was someone there. Well, like, Keith Kincaid got waived today, so now there's, there's nobody, no one. there's no backup goalie. <laughs> like, I was watching, uh, watching hockey with Pat and he was just sort of like, who's that? He was like, I'm like, Keith Kincaid, and Pat's like, who? And I'm like, he's our backup goalie. He's like. He's like, there are goalies in the, like, developmental system that I know by name, and none of them are Keith Kincaid. I'm like, it's a mystery. Poor Keith Kincaid. What the hell was he supposed to do to keep his job? Nothing. I mean, stop pucks. Right? <laughs> That's but, like, what you're supposed to do if you're with that, If Carey Price can't do it with that defense, what the hell is Keith Kincaid supposed to do? Yeah, it was so, I mean, it was the worst. So Carey Price has, an, like, an unheard of, like, win record on Saturdays. Like, okay. he's, like... They call him Mr. Saturday Night. Yeah, like it's, he has like an eighty percent win rate or something on Saturday Night. Like weird. And it is weird. Yeah. And like, but over the course of like a seven, eight year career, so you're like, it's it's one of those like, there's something happening. <laughs> something's yeah. happening. Anyway, but he like sucked it up two Saturdays ago, real mm-hmm. bad. Lost to Jersey like four one five oh, yeah. one something, and Jersey's a garbage basement team. Yeah. So then, uh, like they give Keith Kincaid the Saturday Night spot uh, this week. And then who's like a third stringer? Backup. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's technically a backup, but like is not a backup of anywhere. Then he also loses badly. Mm-hmm. And no, then, he lost four three in overtime. That wasn't his fault. Eh, sure, but like he still loses. Oh yeah. no, I was thinking of it was four three against Philly. Yeah, it's fine. Well, anyway, but now he's that's out. not a bad performance for no, a backup he, goalie. He got waived today. Yeah. <laughs> then he got waived. Poor guy. Yep. yep. And like, and you're like, why do you even bother waving him? He has like an eight hundred thousand dollar contract and one point seven five. Okay, but still, so now we have that's eight million higher, dollars of cap space. That's <laughs> like a big. That's a big cap space. Yeah, cap hit. For but it. again, it doesn't matter because we have cap space that we don't use. Like so, you think Toronto would be all over that, but they can't afford that one point seven five. So yeah, yeah, exactly. The salary cap is just the salary cap only becomes a burden. If you're up against the cap ball and you can't sign mm-hmm. players, we've had all this cap space and don't sign players. So it doesn't matter how much cap space we free up; it doesn't matter. You're not like oh, putting yeah, together. Yeah. Anyway, uh, was this was this an episode of 90s? This was the 90s. Yep, it sure was. Tune in uh, next week where we'll talk about uh, the greatest grossing 3D animated film uh, starring big blue people. Yep. We didn't even talk about any movies. We didn't rank rank
Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the Internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you could get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. <laughs> 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.